We're doing a Q&A on what we talked about yesterday, which was how to keep your healing. So if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. But today yep. it's Q&A day. So if you have any questions from yesterday, put them in. Have any come to you while we're talking, put them in. Basically, Yay. ask the questions. We'll get answers to you. Yes. Yeah. Well, and have you ever gone up to get prayer and you walked away and you didn't feel like it was answered. Yes. Did you, this is the same thing as keeping your healing. Yes. Uh, you walked away, you felt the power of God, but then a couple of days later you weren't healed. You know, uh, this is, this is what we were talking about yesterday. If you didn't watch yesterday's broadcast, make sure that you go and watch that. But have y'all ever experienced that? Yeah, I was bummed. <laughs> I was very upset, yeah. yes. I have very much had that happen multiple times. And uh, we talked about why that happens and what's actually going on in yeah. that. And uh, so if you have any questions about that, how to keep that, how to receive in that way, uh, then just ask it. But one of the things that you see is, let's go to Mark chapter 11 first. Mark chapter 11, and let's go around verse 20. Dun, dun, dun. Let us know where you're watching from, everybody. Yeah. If you haven't put it in the comments yet, so we can Like, see. share, subscribe. Yeah. So Mark eleven twenty says, As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered up, or withered from the roots up, being reminded... Yeah, I had to make sure I was at the right spot. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. So <clears throat> verse 22, have faith in God. Uh, this can be translated as have the God kind of faith, right? Mm -hmm. have, in other words, apply faith like God applies faith. And then he goes on to describe what that looks like. So let's read verse 23. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, who is in heaven, will also forgive you your transgressions. So you see a process here that the Lord has laid out to apply our faith and to receive those yeah. things. A, a couple of things I want to point out, and if one of you would look up the verse uh, where it says, If two or more agree concerning my will, it shall be done. And I want to look at that because the Bible is pretty absolute yeah. in what it says about receiving the promises of God. If you'll pray, you'll receive. Right. If you'll pray, you'll receive, right? And, and look at what it says here. Uh, he says, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, yeah. it will be granted him. Yeah. And therefore I say all things for which you pray and ask, believe, and here's the key, believe that you have received them. Yeah. Believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. So one of the keys of faith is to see a promise of God, to see healing, deliverance, provision, whatever it is, to see a promise of God and believe that you have received them, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Believe that you have received them. And so one of the things that we see in the Word is that it's very absolute. It's not that God's withholding it. And Psalms 84 
says God is not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Yeah. So these are absolute statements he's making, yet our experience is that that's not always so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the way it feels. Yeah. It feels like that's not always so. But the issue is that many times we really haven't believed that we've received them. We've gone up there in, in our language today hoping sure. that something will happen, mm-hmm. hoping that we'll feel different. And But what are we not doing? We're not believing. We're kind of believing in luck. Right. Like maybe it will, maybe it won't. Right. We're not believing, hey, solidly, this will happen. So he says these things will be granted to you if you believe, and, and this is a big key, that you have received them, yeah. that you have received them. So now, if you start having questions about this, about faith, about keeping your healing, about keeping the promises of God, go ahead and put them in the comments. We want to we wanna seek to answer those today. So what you see here is how many times is God speaking absolutes? Yeah. But yet our experience says that we don't always have it like that. Yeah. So either God's lying or he's telling the truth. The issue is he's not lying, he's telling the truth, but there are variables that we've been ignorant of. Right. There's variables concerning uh, receiving that we've missed. For example, let me show you one in keeping your healing. Let's say that you go up and you believe God for healing and all of a sudden you get healed, right? Well, somebody, you or the minister, somebody had to believe that you had received that healing. Right. Now, a lot of times, honestly, it's the minister. The minister, the minister's faith is what is bringing that manifestation in. And so while you're in front of the minister, you receive it. But then, and this, this is one variable, as soon as you are not in front of the minister, that faith is dropped. Yeah. And when that faith is dropped, then you don't believe that you've received it anymore and you'll see that healing go away. Yeah. And so a lot of times what happens is the faith of the minister brought it in. Yeah. But we don't know to how to have our own faith to keep it. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that can happen is, we talked about this yesterday, the devil comes in and he bluffs us, bluffs us, a B-L-U-F-F, bluffs us with symptoms. Yeah. And then he calls, in other words, we kind of are pretending to have faith. He calls our bluff, right. right? And he throws symptoms at us. And as soon as the symptoms go, come at us and we feel pain again or a lack of healing, we'll go, oh, well, I guess I didn't believe it. Right. I mean, or I guess I didn't receive it, right? Yeah. And what really happened is the reception that you had you stopped believing that you received it. So what he did was he just reversed the course mm-hmm. of what had happened. So we believed at the at the healing line that we had received it. Yeah. We believed that we had received it. He throws a symptom and we reverse that faith and say, "Oh gosh, I didn't I didn't I guess I didn't receive it." Yeah. And you can see the unraveling of this and then all of a sudden our healing goes away. The healing wasn't gone because you had a symptom. That was a bluff from the devil. That was an attack of the devil. The healing power of God was still there. Right. And this is what I want you to see. Because God speaks in such absolutes, whether we feel that 
when we're standing in front of a minister or praying for ourselves, we don't have to feel like the warm and fuzzy Holy Ghost goosebumps, mm -hmm. right? Because we're not moved by feelings. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Yeah. And yeah. faith says, God said, I'll have it. I have it in Jesus' name. And it doesn't matter what feelings I have, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. I have it because God said it. And I believe that I have received it because God said it. Yeah. And when we get absolute in our belief like that, we will see more of the power of God and keep more of the power yeah, of God. Yeah. But see, when we don't believe like that based on faith in his word, then we're moved by feelings. Well, I went up there and that preacher, that preacher prayed for me and I just didn't feel anything. Well, who said you were going to feel something? God didn't say you were going to feel something. He said that you would receive it. And so what happens is that spiritual power of God goes to work in your life, and it is working right there to bring about the promise of God. Mm -hmm. Whether you feel it or not, I, see, that's one of the things that I, I recognized years ago is, Lord, I believe your word. If you say you're going to provide for me, you're going you're gonna to pay this bill. You're going to heal my body. I believe when I pray and I ask concerning your will, and I agree, it shall yeah. be done. I believe that I have received it now. Yeah. Well, I don't feel anything. That doesn't change what I believe. Well, I don't see anything. That doesn't change what I believe. You made some absolute statements. I absolutely will believe you. Yeah. And when I did that, what I found was, even <laughs> though I might not have felt it right at that moment, all of a sudden healing will come. Healing, and maybe it's a day or two later. Maybe it's weeks later. Maybe it's months later. But it's in me. It's yeah. working. It's bringing it about. And I don't have to see it. I trust God in the middle because yeah. I received something no matter what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And so these are some of the variables that people don't know about that the Word talks about. What was that verse? Um, yeah. It's Matthew 18, verse 19. Matthew 18, 19. Let's mm -hmm. look at that. And again, I want you to pay attention to the absolutes that God says. Why does God speak in absolutes and then we doubt those, those absolutes? Why does God speak in absolutes and then we add options? Yeah. You see? We, we shouldn't add options in that way. So Matthew 18, 19. Mm -hmm. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done by my Father who is in heaven. Now, there's another one that says, uh, concerning my will. And he says specifically, because some people will say, okay, let's just believe right now that you're going to get a Lamborghini yeah. today. Yeah. You know, well, did God give you that word? If he gave you the word, okay, let's believe it, you know. But if God didn't give you that word, you have no will of God that tells you he's going to give that to you today. He'll bless you. He'll provide for you. You do have those words. Every believer has those words in the Bible. But that he's going to give you that level of car today, mm -hmm. you don't have that unless you have a supernatural word. So if we tried to agree on that, we would be in presumption because there's no word. So because there's no word, there's no faith, you see. And so if there's no word, you can't have faith without a word. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we can try to be in faith, but we don't have a word and yeah. we're doing the wrong thing. So that's presumption. So in other words, we can say, hey, let's agree for you to have a Lamborghini today. Yeah. 
Well, that's not agreeing concerning his will if you don't have a word for it. So that's not going to come to pass. And when it doesn't come to pass, we're going to be mad at God. Right. But when it's, con did you find the one that was? I don't see the one that says concerning my will. Well, let it. me just look for it. Go ahead. Well, kind of going back to the verse we were just at, Mark 11, something that the Lord was talking to me about actually this morning. We read it. It's 11, uh, 25, you know, all the lead up there is be like it have faith in God. Don't doubt. Believe that what he says is going to happen. But there's also this little contingent part in there, too, that so often we like to just focus on verse 23 and 24. But verse 25 says, whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father who's in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. And what I've noticed a lot with myself, with other people, is I can go up, I can receive, I can believe, I can be in faith, I can yeah. receive the things of God. But if I do not forgive when I have opportunity presented in front of me to forgive, what happens is that root of bitterness is still inside of me and it'll choke up the seed of the word. Yes, yeah. So I, and I've seen, I, I have an example actually of a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to be offended with somebody and with the situations. It was all this stuff was happening and we had a broadcast that we were doing in the evening. Pastors came in and I just, I was, I was so special that night and pastors prayed with me afterwards. Like they ministered to me, they prayed with me and pastor stopped afterwards. He's like, do you feel better? Do you feel at peace? And I was like, nope, don't. But it was because I was offended. It wasn't so much that I hadn't received, like, or that the power wasn't there for me to receive. I was offended with somebody and I hadn't let it go. I hadn't gone to the Lord. I hadn't cast it on him. And what the Lord was trying to get to me, the peace, the healing of mine, the yeah. healing in my heart, I blocked it because that forgiveness wouldn't allow full reception from God. And there's a reason why, like God could have put this verse anywhere in the word, <laughs> like he could have stuck it anywhere, but he put it right behind how to receive everything from God, how to believe and see things manifest. And forgiveness is part of that. It's Pastor Brian said on Sunday morning, we need to, Barrett's paraphrase of what Pastor said, we need to make a quality decision now to not let our eyes be taken off of Jesus. Yeah. And you know, that's what happens when we receive our, or when we receive healing is our eyes are on him. He's the supplier. He, he heals us. But if offense is in there, then we're turning back and looking at ourselves. Yeah. So instead of keeping our eyes on him, we then turn it back to us and okay, I got what I need, but I'm still ticked off at Joe Schmo down the street and I'm not going to forgive because you'll, we'll lose it just like that because our eyes aren't fixed on him anymore. We'll start to sink. So that forgiveness, it's huge, not just in the ways that we've seen it. It, it impacts every aspect of receiving from him. It's huge. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, so one, th I, we don't have to answer it right now. I did have a question. I, I know you're looking for a verse, but, yeah. um, something I would really like to hear you answer is, so when it comes to presumption, presumption, you get into error when you don't know the specific will of God on something, when you don't have a specific word on something. Now, when it comes to healing, 
we know that God wants us completely healed, completely whole, completely. We know that based off of the word. It's not just like a Lamborghini or something that we're not, you know, has God not given a word on that or has he? We know healing is completely ours. Yeah, it's I, already done. Mm -hmm. It's already accomplished. Now, I, from things that I've picked up, it, I, I, I believe I've heard that there's a way to still get into presumption when it comes to healing. Like, and if you could explain to me, because I don't really understand that. Like, for instance, if someone's um, taking blood pressure medicine and they just stop taking blood pressure medicine, I've heard at times that that's not right, that, they, that that's not necessarily faith. Sometimes it is faith, sometimes it's not. Or if someone yeah. um, has glasses and they just take their glasses off, yeah. that it could be presumption, it could be faith, and and I don't really know the difference, how to recognize what that. Does that make sense? Because to me, it seems sure. right to at any mo moment, technically, just you know, you know, like if you're in a service or whatever, how to know do I step out right now or do I wait for this to be kind of a process thing or do I just. Do you know what I mean? It, a lot of times it happens in a service of healing, especially that yeah. you'll kind of hit that moment of, do I need to step out right now in faith or is this presumption? I actually have an example um, with the glasses in particular. I'll have to find the verse later. I am wearing them right now. So as you can see, this is how the story ends at the moment. But <laughs> there were a few, a few years ago at Kickstart, I believe, Pastor was ministering and like laid hands on me and I went out on the platform like during worship and while I was out yeah. on the platform I believe I heard the Lord tell me and I've talked to you about it I believe I heard him tell me you will see clearly well that was a word and I interpreted it as take the glasses off now that's how I heard it because I'm like which is not what he said no he said you will see clearly yeah so I in presumption interpreted it yeah. how I was believing for it. And yeah. I was like, well, this is what it means. So my glasses come off. I, according to the law of the land on my driver's license, I need my glasses to drive. So I was driving and my, my vision at that moment did not seem to be improving. And I went for a few months of, I am in faith. The Lord said, I will see clearly. And I spoke it and I spoke it. And a, a couple months later, I, I had a check. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I don't want to step yeah. back. If it's if this is faith, I don't yeah. want to move backwards. So I called you about it and you helped me see there's another way that the Lord could have meant this. And while he very well wants your eyes healed, yeah. he wants your vision healed. Did he say I am healing your vision tonight. Yeah. Or did he say what he said? You yeah. will see clearly. And I realized that I had presumed an answer. And until, and I can still be believing for my vision, to, sure. which I am, for my vision to completely be perfect. But until that time, it's not a lack of faith for me to be obeying the law by wearing well, my glasses. If he tells you to take them off, you take them off. Yeah. The issue is, did he tell you? In that case, he didn't tell you to take off your glasses. Mm -mm. And, um, you know, it, it could be actually a detriment to you and to others yeah. being in presumption in that way. And I did the exact same thing years ago. And, um, and, that's, and that's another thing is you, everybody on this earth is growing, yeah. you know, so you don't hold it against somebody that's believing for something. Most, most people aren't believing for anything. Yeah. They're not believing for anything. Be, be glad that you're around people that are believing God for things. 
And if they see it come to pass, praise the Lord. Yeah. And if they're working on it and they're trying to get it and accomplish it, praise the Lord that you're around people. So the issue is you've got to hear from the Lord on that. You know, um, you you don't just want to assume, you know, and, and even with the medicine and stuff like that, there can be times, I've seen times where somebody just stopped the medicine and it worked. Yeah. And I've seen times where they've stopped it and it messed them up, yeah. you know. And the issue is that's really where you want to go to a pastor that understands how to inherit the promises, you know, especially if you don't know the answer to that question, go to a person of God yeah. that God has connected you with, specifically a pastor, and that not just a pastor that is a, calling themselves a pastor in the pulpit, but a pastor who knows how to see the power of God yeah. move in their life. You know, yeah. I'm on no medicines. You know, I don't take any medicines. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't have anything that's like sitting there, you know, aching in my body and needing healing because we've walked out those things. You know, um, that's not normal, the normal case for a lot of people. You know, yeah. uh, we live in a world where there's lots of medicines, but you want to, and not only that, but we see people healed. All mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. So you want to go to somebody that understands healing, ask them those questions, and don't just assume. Uh, we had a guy one time here at the church, and a young guy, and he had cancer. And uh, yeah. he wanted to be, uh, I said, and I've learned to do this. Brother Hagen would do the same thing in, in all of his experience and wisdom. Uh, he would not just make assumptions, and even Jesus would do that. Jesus had the blind person come up and he says, what do you want? Right. What do you want? Because he could have just said, oh, I see you're blind. Let's heal that blindness. But would the person have kept kept the healing? Right. Probably mm -hmm. not if they yeah. didn't actually want it. And the person said, that I may regain my sight. See, some people say, well, that's a stupid question. He was blind. No, it's not a stupid question. He needs to locate where the heart of that yeah. person is. Because that person might be believing that his brother's marriage is healed. Right. You know, and he's not in faith to have his eyes healed at all. I had, I had a person one time, I had a person one time that um, had a major issue with them. And I said to him, I said, if you ever want to believe for that to be completely healed miraculously, I will stand with you. You just let me know. Yeah. They were with me for years. And never came to me and asked me to stand with them. Mm -hmm. So you would think that they would. It was a major hindrance in their life. You would think that they would. That person never wanted to step out in faith. Yeah. So if I would have tried to step out in faith without them, even if they would have gotten it for a minute, it would have stopped. Yeah. You see, they, they wouldn't have kept it. They never wanted that. So Jesus asked that question. Brother Hagin would also say this. Uh, he would say, you know, what is it you want me to agree with you on? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that you're believing for? That's why when people come and say, hey, pray for this family, this person dying, you know, I don't just pray that. Right. Because I don't want to, I don't want to affect my faith and have a negative report. Okay, Lord, raise that person up. I don't know the person. Yeah. I don't know what they're believing for. I don't know if they've been raised in a church that teaches them that healing's not for today. Yeah. And they're never going to receive that healing. Yeah. And so then I throw my faith out there. I get the whole church to throw their faith out there. And that person in another church doesn't believe in healing. 
uh, passes away, and the whole church is like, "What happened, Pastor?" Right. We prayed. And now we we prayed, and they died. Yeah. You know. So the issue is, you don't just throw faith around. He and this, you see this in the scripture that when it says, uh, "Lay hands on no man quickly." Yeah. Right. And part of that's talking about you don't anoint them for ministry quickly. But you also see that you don't just go just, oh, I'm going to pray for everybody in the, t- in the right. town. I'm going to pray for everybody in the hospital. If God tells you to go do that, you do that. We had several people last week like, well, why don't you go clear out that hospital? Because that's not how God's system works. Right. That's not how that works. And you err not knowing, and many of them were pastors. You don't even know that way about the scripture. Yeah. You got to come to the Lord with your faith and then his yoke is easy and light. Yeah. But you come to the Lord and the Lord will send people, you know, uh, to do things like that. But it has to be at the word of the Lord. You don't just go in there because you feel like it, right. you know. And so anyway, now one of the things that you see is that you want to go to somebody that understands that. So we had a young guy several years ago, and uh, he had cancer. And, um, and I went to him, I said, tell me. I said, where's your faith at? Yeah. I said, this is a life or death situation. You need to be very honest with yourself and with me. Like, this is not a time to play game, not a time to put on, you know, try to be something you're not. Right. Okay. And I, and I believe that you can, you can believe God to the utmost. But I need to know where you are now. Yeah. Are you believing for supernatural, miraculous healing in your body, and you got that in you, and you know that's what you what you're believing for? Yeah. Or are you believing for the doctors and medicine to heal you? Right. You're believing, and your faith is that God will help you through the doctors and medicine. Uh, or are you not wanting to pray at all? Which I knew that wasn't the case. But basically, which of those three? And he came back to me. I gave him, I said, don't answer me right now. Pray it out. Seek your heart where you are. Don't try to put on something that you're not. Where are you? And because I'm going to agree with you where you are. I'm going to agree with you where you are. And and he came to me. He said, said, Pastor, I want to be his word. I want to be uber Christian right now. And I want to believe God. For a supernatural miracle, he said, but honestly, I just don't think I'm there. Yeah. I don't think I'm there. He said, I want to agree and believe that God will help me through this medicine, through these doctors, and uh, you know, put my faith in going that route. I said, okay, then let's do that. We agreed together. I didn't shame him because yeah. he wasn't there. He was growing. This yeah. is a great step. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a great. He, this was not what he would have done several years ago. And this was a good step. Sure enough, he goes, gets completely healed. Yeah. You know, completely healed because that's where his faith was. He believed that he received help through a natural wisdom that God had given to men. Glory to God. And he got healed, you know, and so, and and he got healed. So that was awesome. He didn't presume. I believe if he would have tried because he wasn't at that place, yep. and had he tried to be super Christian yep. and try to pull it, I think he would have had major problems because he wasn't at that place to keep it, to get it, and keep it. Yeah. And praise God, he was honest with himself enough to recognize that. Yeah. You know. And so now, sometimes people will put faith, like you know, evangelist comes to town or something. They'll be like, "I got healed. He prayed for me, and I got healed." And they'll have more faith in the gifting on the evangelist. 
than they actually do on the Word of God. Mm -hmm. But that faith that the evangelist had on the Word of God will work for them. Yeah. And, but it's not the person really believing on Scripture and God. They're believing that the evangelist has it, you know, yeah. or that the pastor has it. And they'll put faith and they'll get healed. But it's still God doing it, but it's just through that person. It's like a, a point of contact yeah. for them. And I've seen people drop medicine after that, and they really didn't know Scripture and, and literally keep it and yeah. keep going with it in that way. So it's one of those things where you really want somebody that has some experience and some knowledge of the Word uh, to find out what those things are. Ask you some good questions yeah. mm -hmm. to figure those things out, like you did when you came back with the glasses. You yeah. know, so. so it's part of the issue with presuming when it comes to healing, presuming where your faith is at of, I think, I think I'm here, but I'm actually like... Well, yeah, where I think I am or where I want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, I want to be that place, yeah. but I need, I recognize I don't have enough of this word. It's not, it's not what I'm full of, yeah. you know. Uh, it's not coming out of me like that, and it's not an absolute. It's an absolute to God, but it's not an absolute to me yet. Right. And until it gets to be an absolute to you, then you may struggle with that doesn't mean that let's say that you're believing God for you know pain in your back to go away. Should you apply your faith? Yes. Should you confess that you're healed? Yes. Are you there yet? Well let's say that you're not there yet. Does that mean you just stop applying faith altogether? No, that doesn't mean that. But when it comes to actually like stopping the medicine, taking the glasses off, different things like that, you don't you don't just do that, you know Without, you don't just do it flippantly. You don't just throw that yeah. stuff around. You know, uh, people have gotten hurt and people have died because of that. And that's not just something that you throw around. Now, if anybody around me ever wants to stretch their faith and stretch into those areas, I'm with them and I will help them. Yeah. I will, I will help them go after it. You know, and and I say, okay, let's look at this. Let's look at where we want to be. And let's, let's take some steps in that direction. In other words, don't go backwards. Don't stay stagnant. Let's keep moving forward and yeah. let's keep growing. Amen. Does that make sense? So even with the glasses, one good thing with the glasses is this. is And, and I believe, I'm actually, the Lord was, as we were talking about this yesterday and we were talking about some stuff over the last week, the Lord challenged me about my own glasses. And uh, basically, my eyesight has stayed the same for several years, and my and my faith was that all right. This I don't want this getting any worse. Yeah. Uh, but I recognize in myself I need to amp my faith up a little bit. When I was talking about that spot on my back and this is assault against the word, uh, when I tell that story, I'm reminded this could be an assault against God's word yeah. too. So I need to apply my own faith. And so, what can I do? In other words, if I'm not driving down the road and they're not required in that moment, you know, maybe I take them off more often. Yeah. Right? Maybe I take those glasses off more often and I utilize it in that way and I apply my faith. Okay, Lord, and I'm, I'm utilizing that faith without them. You mm -hmm. see what I mean? And so if I have the ability, then I can do those things. Right. And, and I'll be led on that as well. If I feel like I'm not going to be in legalistic condemnation to never wear the glasses. Yeah. And it, unless I, if I have the full manifestation, I believe I have received it and I'm walking in it. Okay. Then you're not going to see me wear the glass anymore. Yeah. I'm going to go get another test at the DMV and get them to give me a driver's license that says I don't have to have glasses. Right. You see what I mean? But if, and that's just it. So don't, don't, we don't want to judge people because they're 
working on their faith or they're growing in their faith. And a lot of times we're, we're, we're not absolute with his promises, but boy, are we absolute with judging people because they're not, they're not 100% yet. Well, who's 100%? Who, who is 100%? I've never met any person anywhere on the earth, any minister that's 100% in all of that stuff. Right. Never have I met that. I've never seen that. You want somebody who's going after it, right? You want somebody who's actively growing their faith, applying their faith, and moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. And does I that think, help? Yeah, it does. Well, because I was literally thinking about my glasses because I'm like, I was thinking about this, what you said about the spot in your back too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's small, and in some ways for me, it's, I, I, I feel like it's, it's almost not if it was something that was a big deal, I feel like I'd have like a like a big deal like in the natural. I feel yeah. like I'd be kind of forced to, okay, you need to you yeah. need to have faith with this. But something like this, like for me, it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's not really a big yeah. deal. And that's where when you're talking about the spot in your back, if it's not the fullness, if it's not if it's not the full manifestation of healing, then it's it's not yeah. biblical. And that's why. Not in a judging way, but it was convicting me, yeah. and that's why, like today, I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm being like super honest about it. I have yeah. glasses on my head right now. I, I've yeah. needed them, and I was honestly happy to talk about this because, yeah, it's it's something I've wanted to learn. Well, and see, for me, I mean, I could wear contacts, and most people would never know, right? They would never know that I have a faith project I'm working on. That, first of all, I don't want to. And second of all, I don't want to wear contacts just because I don't like contacts. You know, so they irritate me over time. Uh, second of all, I could go and I've got the money to go get, you know, the surgery to make my eyes do whatever. But I don't really want to do that. Like, I would like that to a degree. Yeah. It would be easier in some areas. But I really don't want to do that. I want to be active in my faith. Yeah. You know? Here's another thing, and this is just this is just an honesty thing. I like having glasses, I personally, and that actually has been a hindrance to me applying my faith. You know, uh, years ago, I always had a baby face, and if I didn't have glasses, I looked like five or ten years younger. So when I wanted you, know, I wanted people to hear the word and respect the word. If that helps them receive the word, yeah. and so I kept the glasses on even when I didn't need them all the time. Well, that became a habit, kind of yeah. got in the way and kind of kind of hurt my faith a little bit. And this is just some honest stuff, you yeah. know. And um, but that's the kind of stuff people face all the time. That's why we need to communicate about it. You know, we need to ask about that. But here's the thing that I would hope people do is I hope people would see all of us today and go, you know what? They're not just sitting on their faith. Yeah. They're active at, at the very see, I'm really happy that you're thinking about it. As a pastor, I'm going, praise God, they're thinking about it, you know, and, and that's a great thing. You know, I celebrate that. You're not just sitting still on yeah. your faith. Something is something is crossing your spirit and saying, hey, let's apply some faith. Some more. You know how many people are not doing that? So as a pastor, that makes me very happy, Yeah, you know, very happy. And you'll see the power of God. That faith will help you in other areas as well. Yeah. So Well, and you as you were talking about how you could put contacts in and nobody would really know that's if you were to do that that's also deceptive like whether it's overtly yeah, like you're, be that. you're choosing to do it yeah. or it's just 
I think it'll help people if they don't. Either way, it's manipulation yeah. and yeah. and it's trying to control what people think about us. But yeah. literally, you've heard all three of us say we're believing for the Lord to walk or to manifest healing through us. Yeah. And it's not that you go airing every single thing you're believing to have happen to the entire world. We're we're in yeah. a unique position right yeah. now where we're on a broadcast and the Lord's leading it. But being open and honest with that stuff is huge oh, because yeah. you realize. Yeah. I'm not by myself. It's not just yeah. me walking through some of this stuff. And when realizing that you're not an island by yourself it becomes, yeah. then there's strength and unity that comes in. It's it, it, Last night at Impact, one of the things that I was sharing was how I had had a fear of what would happen if people would see vulnerability. What would happen if I stepped out in faith and it didn't work? Yeah. What would happen if people knew that I tried yeah. something? Like, what would they think about me? Bump that thought. Like, we need to get that thought out of the church yeah. and be more of Peter's to get yeah. out of the boat and at least try walking. Yeah. Go a couple Pull steps. Pull that down a little bit. It's Bumping. Oh, there's one. <laughs> All gone now, guys. I'm here. No wonder it was loose. <laughs> well, it kept making noise. And like, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it today because, um, like, when you mentioned that people have put more faith in the minister than in God, yeah. I've done that, and I've done that with small things like sure. my, yeah. my eyesight, like different things like hearing. Like, I've, I've done that where I've gone up, gotten prayed for, and been like, oh. Nope, wasn't healed. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, things aren't different. I wasn't healed. Yeah, but see, we have to believe that we have received. Yeah. You know, we have to believe that we have received. Um, you know, I can remember, this was an interesting thing. Nicole and I, this was on our first anniversary. We went to uh, a big revival out in the field in Memphis, Tennessee at Passion. And uh, it's called Passion. And... Um, both of us were believing for our eyes to be healed. And we were sitting probably 200 yards back from the platform, and our eyes got healed in that, like, it manifested. While we were sitting there, we had our glasses off because yeah. we were actively believing for it. And I remember I could read the back of the piano. I could read the name on the piano 200 yards away. Like, it was not, like, they got healed yeah. is, is what I'm saying. And it and it stayed that way for a few minutes, and then it went away. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then it and then it came back, a few, and then it stayed that way for a few minutes, and then it went away. I've had that happen in our services before. Yeah, and I and I have I have too. Wow. And I was like, okay, here it is. And and then you know, I think it was maybe that time when I started using my glass, not using my glasses to drive, and the Lord convicted me, and He said, "Do you have the full manifestation of that?" I said. No, I said, I believe I have received that healing, but do I have the full manifestation? No, and um, I don't. And I said, he said, you're driving and putting yourself and others at risk because that manifestation is not there, and you're breaking the law in that area, and you need, believe me, keep believing me, but until that manifestation is there, like it, he convicted me yeah. over it. And I'm sure the devil was playing his games with me as well. And it's like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. I don't want to do it. You know, all of that stuff in the back and forth. And so I learned to not be legalistic over it. But at, at the same time, so if I'm sitting there and I'm trying, you know, to read something on the screen, I'm not going to sit there and, and quote, unquote, in faith. Yeah. Really, it's, you know, a presumption. I'm not going to be like and try to do this for an hour. Right. right? 
I'm going, I'm not legalistic in that way. I'm going to put on my glass, say, thank you, Lord, that I'm healed and that I can see, you know, in that way. Now, I haven't been doing that in a while because I haven't been active on it. That's what the Holy Spirit was convicting me of the other day is, is I need to point, I need to bring that back up. Now, what I have been active on is I'm believing that my my eyesight doesn't go backwards. Yeah. I'm also believing for my children. So, for example, every time we've gone into a doctor's appointment and Rachel's gotten her eyes checked, this is really when I started started this, and uh, Rachel got her eyes checked and she sees perfectly. And uh, so I've applied faith that she'll never have to have glasses. Yeah. And they every time they would say, well, it's just a matter of time with mom and dad. It's just a matter of time. And I was like, no, no it's not. <laughs> wow. No. And so now she's 17. She still sees perfectly, you know. Yeah. And so it's one of those things. Where, and now with Luke, we're believing God that they won't have to have it. In other yeah. words, stop the fight right here. Mm-hmm. Right? Stop the fight of that. Right here, yeah, and and okay, and I need to believe for me too, but I'm also believing for them, you know. So we're seeing the things that we've actively actively stood in faith on come to pass. Amen. So, amen. You had, and I think you answered actually one of Hannah's questions earlier toward the end of Marky's okay. answer, but she asked, "Why do people not receive healing by, by prayer if they aren't believing for it? But at prayer lines, people can get healed by the preacher's faith." And, and you mentioned that a lot of times what will happen is it's the preacher's faith that will do it. They're not necessarily applying, but the preacher's applying that faith for them in that way. Yeah, the preacher's believing for them. And I'll do that all the time. I'm, I'm applying my faith to that person. Now, as a pastor, I will help them keep it. I start helping them keep it right away mm-hmm. because I'll teach them, I believe that I have received it now. Yeah. It, I have it now. I'm not waiting on it. I have it now. Yeah. It's working in me now. So sometimes the Lord will have me say that actually quite often. Yeah. So that people will, they'll, in other words, it's like I'll transfer it. Okay, you feel the power of God right now. I can't do that right. on my own, but God can do that through me. And I'm applying my faith to your situation right now. You feel that. So now they have a tangible, it's like a handoff, you know, handing off the baton. And now I want them to understand. Now you take it with your faith and hold on to it. Mm-hmm. You take it with your faith and hold on to it, right? And so I'll try to get them to say, all right, I believe I have it now. It's working in me now. Yeah. You know? And it won't, won't stop working in me. I have it. I've received it. And it's working in me. And so that's where now if they go home and the devil throws symptoms on them and then they believe that they haven't received it, then they let go of it and they drop the baton and they'll they'll have to reapply their faith to get it again. And and that's easy enough, simple enough. Lord, I believe that I receive it, you know. What is the difference between or maybe it's the same thing, not receiving the full manifestation yet? And the enemy bluffing. Is it is it because one has already happened, like you've received and then the enemy bluffs and comes back, gives a symptom back, versus like with the driving, God was asking you, have you received the full manifestation of this? Yeah. You've received the healing, but have you received yeah. the full manifestation versus, hey, I've received and everything, this is just a bluff. Well, I mean, ultimately, I think that they would function almost as the same thing. So you can basically apply the same principles to them. But 
you've got, first of all, you have the working of miracles. A miracle is something that happens supernaturally, right? And and a lot of times you'll see the working of miracles is instantaneously. Yeah. So somebody has a curved spine and it straightens up in the middle of the service. That's that's the working of miracles, yeah. okay? Uh, but then you have uh, you have gifts of healing and you have restoration. Well, that means, th- think about this, your body is designed to heal itself. So put your hand out here. So let's say you had a cut across your hand. That ultimately is going to heal on its own, right? Right. But the gift of healing would just basically be a, a sped up process of that, Yeah. right? It's going to speed that up where it would have maybe healed in, you know, in a month's period of time, you wouldn't be able to see anything. And healing can work it where it's sped up and right. all of a sudden it's working and in a week you can't see anything. Right. That's still healing. That's the gift of healing. But it's not necessarily miraculous. It's supernatural because it's sped up supernaturally. It's not operating by physical time. Mm-hmm. It's operating by a spiritual time, right, in, in that way. But you can see where that would be the healing applied. Yeah. So now if you had a cut right there and healing and it was healed supernaturally in a week, you know, it could be anything. It's healed supernaturally in a week. Just because I just prayed for you and five minutes later, you really can't tell any difference. Does that mean that it's not working? Mm-mm. No. Give it another, you know, 20 minutes to an hour, it yeah. might look different, right? Uh, we told uh, Brother Ted last week, told the story of somebody who they got prayed for, saw nothing, nothing, nothing. They woke up like the third day and all of a sudden, they were completely healed. Yeah. You know, and I forget which one it was. Maybe somebody was with, with me, but they could completely hear or they could completely see. But they received it in that prayer line. But just because they didn't feel anything, just because they didn't see the manifestation, didn't mean that the anointing was not working in right. them. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was done. You know, so. And then, of course, you also have. Uh, uh, I love that Brother Ted points this out. One third of the healings in the New Testament was casting away of a spirit of infirmity. Mm -hmm. So it was actually deliverance from a a sickness, a spiritual sickness, an evil spirit bringing that infirmity and sickness. And so you can see where that that power to loose that grip off of that thing, it starts happening, and then that spirit goes. Well, sometimes... The coming back on of a sickness is where somebody, let's say that somebody's playing with like tarot cards or they're playing with a Ouija board or something like that, and they get healed under a meeting. And then all of a sudden, they go back and play with stuff, watch a movie. They shouldn't be, play a video game. They shouldn't be watching that's got demonic influence. Open the door back up, and now that it's, and it's more a spirit that's bringing an infirmity with it, and they get it back that way. So they need, in in that case, to keep the healing, they need to rid themselves of those habits in their lives and not go back to them and not open that door again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Buddy asked, if we believe we have received, yet we haven't seen the manifestation yet, what should we do in the meantime to keep from dropping faith? Keep thanking him for what you have. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you. I am the healed of the Lord. Like that's something you can do with the glass. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I can see perfectly. 
Thank you, Father. You have given me by his stripes. I was healed. Yeah. I have the fullness of God in my body now. Thank you, Lord. I believe that I have received my sight now yeah. in fullness. I don't need anything to help me. It is completely divine health and supernatural. And thank you, Lord, for your healing. Anytime you think of it, you thank him. In yeah. other words, if you prayed the prayer of faith, if you believe, if you believe that you have received, then the only thing left to do is to praise him and thank him and just mm -hmm. thank him. And stay on top of that. Thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah. Thank you. And and even if you're not fully there, by doing that, you'll get there yeah. because it'll become a reality to you. This is mine. I have it now. Yeah. You know. But uh, one of the things one of the things is if you f figure out that I haven't really believed that I've received this, mm -hmm. then you need to go back and you need to make that happen yeah. and, and take that approach. So a lot of times, a lot of times. People think that they were in faith and they weren't in faith. Yeah. There's things that block their faith, unforgiveness. Uh, there's a doubt that can dissolve that faith. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many things they can be. They cannot have hope because faith will manifest what you, the things you hope for. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, there's like a list of things. Fear, Fear will, break, will break it. All of these things, asking God for something that he didn't give you a word on or a promise on. Yeah. All of these things. Uh, there's a lot of things that can break faith. So people a lot of times think they're in faith and they're not in faith at all. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, well, I believe. And that's one of the things. And you try to convince a religious person that they were in faith when they think that they were. And see, that's where humility comes into play. Because if yeah. you're not in, if you're not humble enough to actually say, hey, the problem's not with God. Right. The problem's not with God. If there's a problem, it's me. Yeah. That's humility. And if we'll actually get to that place, uh, we can advance through some of these things quite much quicker. Amen. And then Kelly asked, can you release your faith in the same way that you do physically to receive and keep healings of the heart, or is it different? So do you apply the same practices to be healed mentally, emotionally, that you would physically. Yeah, yeah you would believe that. Um, and, and it's kind of like the story that you told earlier where you had not forgiven the person, you were holding it against that person. Mm -hmm. And you were actually, the issue was you didn't really believe to receive because you knew you were in a wrong place. Yep. And so when you're believing like for your mind to be healed, for the condemnation to go away, for sin to be forgiven, things like that, you have to believe that you have received that immediately now as yeah. well. Like you don't just, well, when I feel better, then I'll believe that I received it. That's the same problem, you know. No, by faith, you forgave me. And by faith, I receive your forgiveness yeah. now in Jesus' name. Not because I deserved it. But because you deserved it and you paid for it, yeah. and by faith I receive that. Lord, I receive healing in my mind. You, know, I receive that it thinks clearly. There is no cloudiness there. There's no deception. Thank you, Lord. I have the mind of Christ. You yeah. know that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, in your heart, in the core of who you are. Lord, thank you that I, I am healed in my heart. Help me to forgive that person. Thank you, Lord, that, that I am restored. You know, like Job was restored, Lord. He had lost all that stuff, but then he was restored. Yeah. Lord, I might have lost things, but you are my restore. 
You're the restorer of my soul. Lord, I believe that I have received that restoration yeah. now. Yeah. So. I remember hearing Brother Kenneth Copeland even talk about forgiving by faith. Yes. Like he, was, yeah. he, he was saying, like, the whole process of forgiveness, you don't just let your emotions tell you yeah. where you are in that process yeah. of, well, I'm, I, I don't That's feel like I That's a great like statement. Say that again. You don't just let your emotions. Yeah, you don't let your emotions. Tell you where you are (laughs) in the process. process. Yeah. 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 It's a great, and that, you don't let your emotions tell you where you are in the process of anything. Yeah. Because we're not led by our emotions, we're led by the Spirit. And that's where a lot of people mess up. They're Mm -hmm. led by their feelings, they're led by their emotions, they're led by their soul, the mind, will, and emotions. And we're not to be led by that. We're to be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah, I know there, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people that would say, Honestly, there are a lot of people in my life that I haven't forgiven because I don't feel like I've forgiven them, so I just can't. Like, it's just kind of there, and it's always been there, and that's just kind of how it has to be. So what they're saying is that what they feel takes a higher seat than what God has said. Yep. And if God told us to forgive them, then he also, in that word, gave us the power to do it. Yeah. So they're saying, I can't do it. Uh, because it's always been this way. So they're denying what God said, mm-hmm. and they're not receiving it by faith. You have to do it by yeah. faith. Yeah. And that's a, you know, I found that years ago, it's very important to forgive people and let that stuff go. Yeah. Uh, my brother and I were talking about that the other day, and we said, God, do you know, you know how much easier it is to just live a life of forgiveness? Like it's so much weightier yeah. and so much more of a problem if yeah. you don't, if you don't do that, yeah. So. I remember there was a a delightful moment. Um, delightful is me being facetious. <laughs> um, there was a super fun moment on my flesh when you and I were talking. I think Pastor Nicole was there, and I don't remember if you asked me or if I brought it up. But you you told me you are not a joyful person, and I loved that <laughs> so much because that I didn't like it. <laughs> but I had also thought that I was like, like a good pastor. It was. It was <laughs> it was so fun. I'm sure it was fun all the way around for you having to deal well, I, with I me. I didn't after. want to tell you, but sure. it, it needed to be said. And it, it did because I thought that it was. And years later, after that really solid let, reality and let check. Me, and I think this will help people. Mm-hmm. You were joyful on the surface. Sure. You showed people joy. Yep. But at your core you weren't. Nope. You were bitter mm-hmm. and, and angry. and A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... So it wasn't what people saw. Sure. It's what was in here. Sure. You could have asked tons of people and the report that would have come back is, yep. no, Barrett's so happy. And They'd I have gotten mad at me for telling you that. Sure. But... I got mad at you for telling me that, so it's fine. <laughs> 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 but I needed to hear it because what it, what it caused me to do is get to the root of why. Why yeah. was I not a joyful person? And years after the, the fact, am I perfect at it? No, I'm growing in it day by day. But it was because I had held on to so much unforgiveness, so much bitterness toward yeah. others that it was all. It wasn't necessarily comforting, but I was used to living with it. Yeah. And the idea yeah. of what happens if this is all gone 
was so foreign to me. Like I didn't even know how to walk out yeah. unforget. There was an opportunity yesterday, a small opportunity, wasn't big at all. It was a small thing that happened. And immediately I felt that emotion of frustration and irritation and anger. And I've learned to recognize it when it comes. I was like, I can't afford for this to stay. Right. If this right. stays, it's going to add, it's going to grow, yep. it's going to fester, it's going to divide. It can't be here. And so dealing quickly when we realize like those emotions, we don't, like you're saying, we don't live yeah. by them. We deal with it because it'll hinder that stuff. Yeah. It, it's so slight, but it'll separate us from the intimacy yeah. with God because yeah. our spirit knows you shouldn't be thinking this way. You shouldn't yeah. be doing this stuff yeah. and it'll impact whether we go boldly before him yeah. or if we pull an Adam and we hide in the bushes and we're like, I, I can't come to you today. It'll impact healing and everything. So it's huge to deal with it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will, all of those things, they affect us. Yeah. Matter of fact, I've, I have watched the vast majority of people. Yeah. I, I don't want to see, say everyone, although I almost feel like I could. The vast majority of people who have had major health issues, mm -hmm. generally, if they were honest and look back, you know, and I don't know everybody. I mean, I meet new people and I don't, sure. I don't I haven't had a chance to look at their whole life and interview them. But the vast majority that I've seen that have major health issues have had unforgiveness, bitterness, uh, hard heartedness yeah. in their lives in a major way. Yeah. And, um, they, in other words, the things that we do like that, they have an outcome. God's not mocked whatsoever man sows that we also reap. When you have a spiritual thing like that, that you have received as normal, but God doesn't call it normal, yeah. there is physical outcomes. There's a harvest to it, and it's not a good harvest. And uh, so that's why we want to make sure if we're going to be healthy and stay healthy, we've got to make sure that we get all of that stuff out, yeah. you know, and we don't deal with it. I, you know, I had, um, I've told the story on here, but I had a, um, a situation where I had a root of bitterness for 27 years and I didn't even know it was there. But I will tell you, I have this testimony now. I have this testimony. When I dealt with that and got it out with the Lord's help, because I didn't yeah. even, he had to point it out to, he had to show it to me. When I got that out, my whole life changed. Yeah. And I would even have people tell me, like, you're different. This is after I was a pastor. Hmm. And he would say, you're different. And I was like, yeah. I know, I know. And I recognize now why. But um, it, yeah. I was just much more joyful and much more pleasant to be around. Yeah. And um, No eggshells around you. Yeah, yeah. And I would, I tried to work on that and work on stuff at the surface, but there was a root I needed to deal with. And mm -hmm. I didn't know it was there. Yeah. I needed... I needed help with that. I needed the Holy Ghost to help me with that. And so the more we humble ourselves, the more we position ourselves to walk in God's best yeah. and to keep the healing, keep the promises of God, keep yeah. those things. And uh, so. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> amen. Hannah said, our normal should be God's normal. You are exactly right. Mm -hmm. Greg said, don't let your emotions tell you where you are in the process of forgiveness. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hannah said, it's good. <laughs> I think she meant to say that's good. Yeah. But. I love Hannah. I love Hannah. Hannah makes me laugh every day. Uh, that's awesome. She's a joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is.
Well, we just praise God for you, and we hope that this has helped you. I don't see any other questions. Mm -hmm. But if you have other questions, you can go to whatsright.com, send us a message, and uh, we'll, again, uh, I'll offer it to you. If you'd like, you can go to whatsright.com and fill out the form and just put in the comments, say, I would like the mini book on how to keep my healing. And uh, we'll forward that to you and send it to you. We had several people that got it yesterday. And uh, if you would like that, just fill out the comment form. And uh, we look forward to getting that to you. I think that'll help a lot of people. We love you so very much. Uh, Do go ahead, like, share, subscribe uh, on the broadcast, hit the notification bell. If you would like to partner with us, you're welcome to give. You can go to giveww.org. You can give on Facebook, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, all the different ways. You can give one time or on that uh, website. You can set it up where you give recurringly to help us get the word out there. And uh, we just praise God for you. And so, Lord, anybody that's sowing today... That's giving of their resources, Father, in the name of Jesus, let it be blessed. Father, bring about a supernatural supply and a supernatural harvest in their lives. Lord, we receive it for the kingdom and the gospel's sake. We receive that. And Father, we sow it into advancing your kingdom. That is our number one goal, and we just praise you for it. Thank you, Lord, for people that will partner with us to do that and partner with this word so that they'll walk in more of it. We thank you for that. We thank you for them. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing. And Lord, thank you that we just get to be ambassadors of your kingdom, whether we're behind the camera, in front of the camera, or we're watching and partnering with our resources. Father, we thank you that we have that opportunity. Lord, let these seeds be blessed and produce a harvest that just brings about a great, great harvest in the kingdom of God, both for people coming to Jesus and being born again and saved, and also a harvest of your abundance in the lives of all the workers that are bringing it about, all the partners that are bringing that about. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we worship you. Amen. Glory to God. We love you so very much. We thank you for being here today and I hope that this has helped you. We'll be back again tomorrow at 1130. If you'd like to, you can hang around, keep watching some more of the What's Right videos as they pop up. You don't have to stop with this one. If you didn't see yesterday's, go back and watch How to Keep Your Healing. Very good information. I think it'll be a blessing to you if you didn't see it. Watch some other ones. We love you and we'll see you next time. Glory to God. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your questions and your input as well. And we praise God for you. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you there. And here is Buddy to wrap everything up. Here I am. Guys, thank you for joining us today for Launch Plus. This has been a good day, right? Uh, Do us a favor. Share this broadcast. Get the word out. uh, And we want to let you guys know that we have a special university here at Boomerang, Impact University. And uh, we showed the commercial for it at the beginning of the broadcast, but we want to invite you to join us. We had our first class last night, and it was awesome, but it's still not too late for you to, for you to be a part. So we want, you to, we, we want to invite you to join us. You can go to impactuniv.com, U-N-I-V.com. We'll put it in the comments. Uh, And you can get more information there. But guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We love you so much. And we'll see you tomorrow at 1130 for Lunch Plus. Bye, guys.